podcast is brought to you by the Academy of Scholars. Are you searching for a school for age 4th through 6th grade? Then check out the Academy of Scholars. Based in metropolitan Atlanta, Georgia, this exceptional private Christian school is where great education happens in both its in-person and premier online learning programs. Go to academyofscholars.com and join our virtual tour and open house today to see the in-person or online school you've been looking for. It's a great day at the Academy of Scholars and welcome to episode 13 of Scholarly Speaking Live with Dr. Stacey Lever Johnson, Director of Student Success at the Academy of Scholars. I am Benny Crane Jr., the Assistant Director of Student Success. Today's topic will discuss growth mindset. Thank you for joining us for today's live session. No matter where you're joining us from, whether you're at work or at home, we pray that you're having a great AOS day and hope that you can visit us here on campus someday soon. Parents, how many of us constantly tell our children how smart they are? Well, what if I told you that that kind of praise can actually backfire and have an adverse effect on your child? Today's discussion is all about growth mindset. What is it and how can you help your child get it? But before we get started, Benny, where can our viewers watch today's session once it's over? As always, everything from this show ends up on our website, academyofscholars.com, including both the audio and video versions. You can also find the video version on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You'll be able to download the audio versions anywhere you download your favorite podcast. We want to take this opportunity to say hello to the people joining us live today. Also, shout out to the people who follow us on our social media platforms. We appreciate you joining us. Do us a favor and tell your friends we're on. All you have to do is hit that share button right there. Comment and tell us about how you encourage your child to have a growth mindset for your chance to win a great restaurant gift card. Right now, it's time for our special segment, AOS Around Town, because you literally never know where you might meet someone from AOS around town. This week, Benny and the video crew headed to Stone Mountain Village. We sure did, Stacy. Stone Mountain Village is just a 17-minute drive from AOS and is one reason why many AOS families who live in this area find that AOS is a perfect place for their children to go to school. The village is a historic area known for its trails, tours, boutiques, and specialty shops, and is a great place to visit if you're looking for something different to do in the Atlanta area. While we were down there, we talked to a few people about this week's topic and gave them an opportunity to share their advice for raising children. Absolute responsibility that contributes to the family household. Yes. And an absolute early love for reading. Knowing where you come from, knowing who your people are, you have to have a drive to get to where you want to be. And knowing history is the, is the first echelon of that development process. And if you can travel with your kids, even if to a local museum, that will open their brains up and just see what's beyond their own environment. We're all good at something. You just have to find your niche. Just like finding a niche in the market, being an entrepreneur, being a lawyer, being a doctor, being a mechanic. That's my advice to parents. Awesome. Good stuff. So Benny, earlier I talked about how we as parents constantly praise our children. 
Now, I don't want people to think that we shouldn't praise our kids, but what we need to understand is that what we say when we praise our children can have the inverse effect of what we're trying to accomplish when we praise them. So what we say really matters. Yes. As parents, our ultimate goal when we praise our children is to motivate them and let them know that we're proud of them. But I learned, of course, just in time for my grandkids and not my own kids about 15 years ago, that words make a difference. And if we constantly tell our children how smart they are, this can backfire and result in children shutting down, underperforming, and giving up when they encounter a task that is too difficult for them. I learned that this has to do with something called growth mindset, a term introduced by Dr. Carol Dweck, a world-renowned Stanford University psychologist and author of the book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. Every educator should be familiar with this book and Dweck's research on growth versus fixed mindset. So Benny, when did you first learn about this research and how has it impacted you as a parent? I was first exposed to Dweck and others research a little over a decade ago after my first child was born. Mm -hmm. What really blew me away about the research was learning about what Poe Bronson and Ashley Merriman call the inverse power of praise that you just talked about. It was hard hearing that praise could actually be a detriment to my kids. It was like, how is this even possible that praising and acknowledging children can be a harm to them? Right. Then I dove into the research and it was obvious how sound the research was. But the most convicting part was finding out that a lot of times parental praise is really about the parent themselves. Mm -hmm. Many times when parents are complimenting and praising their children, it's really patting them own selves on the back. So it's not really, oh baby, you're so smart. It's more like, yay me, I've produced such wonderful offspring. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who are unfamiliar with the research, Dweck did a research study in 20 New York City schools with 400 fifth graders. Prior to her study, praise for intelligence was shown to boost children's confidence. However, Dweck believed that this would not be the case the moment children experienced difficulty or failure. So children were taken out of the classroom and independently given a nonverbal IQ test, which consisted of a series of puzzles. The first time, the puzzles were easy enough for all the children to be successful. Once they finished the test, the researchers told each student their score and then gave them a single line of praise. There were two groups. One group was praised for their intelligence and they were told, you must be smart at this. The other group was praised for their effort and they were told, you must have worked really hard. Now I imagine, Stacey, that there are parents out there who are like me prior to reading this research who think those praises sound pretty much the same. Both of them are compliments, right? So what difference could this even make? Well, let's find out. For the second round, the children were given a choice of puzzles. They were told that one was difficult, but that they would learn a lot from attempting the difficult puzzles. The second one they were told was just as easy as the first one that they had already taken. And can you guess what happened? Well, think about yourself. If you were told how smart you were, and then you were faced with the choice of doing a hard task or an easy task, which would you choose? Of the kids praised for effort, 90% chose the harder set of puzzles. Of those praised for their intelligence, a majority chose the easy test. Now, why did this happen? According to Dweck, when we praise children for intelligence, 
They don't want to take the risk of making mistakes and not looking smart. Now, when I first read this study, I thought to myself, the kids who chose the easy puzzles must have been soft. <laughs> because I'm thinking, and I'm looking at it through the prism of an adult, that if I'm known for being smart, then solving the hard puzzles will give me an opportunity to show how smart I am. I get to flex my intellectual superiority by doing the harder puzzles. Little did I know that as I kept reading, there was a boom moment getting ready to come. It's coming. In another round, none of the fifth graders were given a choice. The test was a very difficult one. It was on the seventh grade level. Here again, the two groups of students responded differently. The ones praised for their effort on the first test focused more. And when they weren't successful, they assumed that they just hadn't focused hard enough. They were calm and unprovoked during the testing, responding that this was their favorite puzzle. Of the children praised for how smart they were, however, they responded differently. They assumed that they failed because they just weren't smart enough. They appeared during testing to be stressed and anxious. And this was the validation for me. This was the boom. <laughs> Remember in the earlier test, not all the kids who were praised for effort chose the hard test. And not all the kids who were praised for being smart chose the easy test. So it was here where it began to become clear to me. What happens when being smart didn't help me be successful? How will I respond mentally? And this is when I was starting to say, aha, there may be something to this research. Right. For the final part of the research study, the researchers gave all the fifth graders a final round of tests, meant to be as easy as the first round. The children who had been praised for their efforts significantly improved their scores by about 30%. Adversely, those who had been praised for their intelligence did worse than they had at the beginning by about 20%. Now, why did this happen? Dweck's study revealed that when you emphasize effort, it's a factor that children can control. When you emphasize natural intelligence, it takes it out of the child's control, and this causes an adverse effect when they face failure. So it's a way of thinking. They either have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset, and that determines their outcome. A growth mindset is the belief that our intelligence and abilities can be improved with effort and the right strategies. And you can get better at anything simply by putting forth effort. While a fixed mindset is the belief that our intelligence and abilities are stable, fixed, and unchangeable. I believe that parents do not take children's mental health and mindsets enough into consideration. Right. Think about what Stacy just described. Those kids took an easier test and the ones who were praised for being smart did worse the uh, second time around because they were less equipped to handle failure. And this is where growth and fixed mindsets come into play. Praise for effort teaches children that they control their outcomes, and if they put in the work, they can improve. Praising children's intelligence, however, can lead them to seeing failure as evidence they weren't smart at all. This is why empowering your children to have a growth mindset is very important. Well said, Benny. The good news is that today, I'm going to share with parents seven things that they can do to build a growth mindset in their children. Parents, I need you to take notes on this, okay? Right, here we <laughs> this go. is important. Here we go. Yes, here we the go. first thing parents can do is teach children about the brain and how it works. Explain to your child that as they practice and learn to do something new, the brain literally grows new connections. So when they encounter difficulty and frustration in learning the new skill, they shouldn't give up. Remind them that their brain is rewiring itself and forming new connections that will make it easier next time. The more they practice, 
the easier it will become and the better they will get. This is like that old premise. If at first you don't succeed, try, 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 try again. again. <laughs> the second thing that parents can do to develop a growth mindset in their children is to introduce the concept of the two mindsets, right? Fixed and growth. When reading stories with your children or watching TV, have a discussion about the characters. Are they giving up easily or trying their hardest? Sesame Street has a video on growth mindset for younger children called Sesame Street Do Growth Mindset. You can find it on YouTube. Author Grace Byers has two great books on promoting growth mindset in I Believe I, I Believe can, I Can, I, I, I Am Enough. Other great, Other great books, books you can read with your child that promote growth mindset are Jabari Jumps by Gail, by Gail Cornwall, What You Do what with you the Change by, by Kobe Yamada, and Whistle, and Whistle for Will by Ezra Jenkins. Number three, parents should model a growth mindset for their children. Children basically do what we do, not what we say. Yeah. So the best thing parents can do when developing a growth mindset for their children is to model it in their behavior and attitudes. As you go through challenges, parents, let your children hear you think out loud. Instead of saying, this is too hard, say, this is really hard for me, so I guess I better keep practicing. Instead of saying, I can't do this, say, I haven't learned how to do this yet. As you can see, the best way to instill a growth mindset in your children is to have a growth mindset yourself. Yes, and imagine what happens when you tell your child not yet instead mm -hmm. of no. Inherently, they know and anticipate that at some point they will reach that destination of yes. Right. This is part of uh, what makes uh, long car rides excruciating with young children. <laughs> Are we there yet? <laughs> but this is what you want them to think about with everything. Yeah. If you're checking their homework, instead of saying you got number five wrong, try saying number five isn't correct yet. Yeah. This is a skill that kids have to learn and you can help instill this in them. Adding the word yet to things that they've yet to accomplish. So when your child says, I'm not good at skating, something that Stacey's good at, <laughs> you can correct them by saying, you're not good at skating yet. Yes. Books like Why is for Yet by Shannon Anderson and I Can't Do That Yet by Esther Pia Cordova are great books for helping you instill this mindset of yet. Great books. Number four, as you model a growth mindset for your children, parents, talk about the mistakes that you make and what you've learned from them, even mistakes that you make with them. When children see our failures and hear us working through them, they'll be able to do the same. Number five, parents should praise effort over outcome. The key to instilling a growth mindset in your children is teaching them that their brain is like a muscle that can be strengthened with hard work and never giving up. In order to reinforce this, if you can remember earlier when I shared Carol Dweck's research study, parents should praise effort over outcome. An example of this is instead of praising your child for a seemingly permanent characteristic like you got an A, you're so smart, praise the effort that goes into it and say, you got an A, you worked really hard to get that, good job. Instead of people praise, you are so smart, give process praise, you worked really hard. Process praise builds a child's internal self sense of self-efficacy or belief in themselves. It reinforces that successes are due to effort and not some fixed level of talent, intellect, or skill. And if you praise your child for, uh, for their intelligence, that's okay. This is likely a habit that you'll have to work to break though. Yeah. The key is being conscious about it. So when they make a good grade, praising the effort and studying could be a great place to start. Congratulations on making that A. That hour you mm. spent studying last night must have really paid off. Right. Number six, 
parents, stop labeling your children, yourself and others. How many times have we said out loud in front of our children, I'm not good at math, a negative label mm -hmm. or even a positive label, you are so smart. These folks communicate a fixed mindset. Instead of motivating them, these labels can be stumbling blocks, limiting children's beliefs about themselves. Yeah, you gotta be careful here. Sometimes mm -hmm. parents try to soften the blow of children's failures uh, by using negativity on themselves, saying things like, I was never good at math either. Make sure your words are empowering growth mindset and not enabling a fixed one. Absolutely. And finally, number seven, parents work with your children on replacing negative self-talk. Tell them about their inner voice and the concept of talking to themselves. Tell them that they should use positive self-talk and not negative self-talk to help them through a difficult task. One amazing thing that I saw a teacher at AOS do once was she placed a card on the child's desk right before they were getting ready to take a test and it said, you did the hard work, now believe that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Here the teacher was letting their child know that there was not anything that she could not accomplish through hard work and Christ and that is what we need to instill in our children. That's great, we have amazing teachers. Yes. As human beings, we have over 50,000 thoughts per day. Many of them enter our mind automatically and some of them are negative. I like to call them ants, automatic, automatic negative thoughts. Ants. <laughs> and what we have to do is teach our children that we have to stomp out these stop, stop. ants, respond to negative thoughts with positivity. Parents, tell your children when your mind tells you this is too hard, respond to it by saying, this may take more time and effort. When their mind says, I can't do math, respond to their mind by saying, I'm going to train my brain to do math. Instead of saying, I stink at basketball, say, I'm not as good at basketball yet as I want to be. Eventually, their minds will respond less and less with ants. Also, teach your kids to praise themselves the right way. Right. Instead of saying, I'm awesome at this, they should say, I've learned how to do this, or I spent time practicing to get better. Be humble. Yes. <laughs> Mindset makes a difference. Yeah. Before I go, parents, remember this acronym and share it with your children. F-A-D-A-F. Failure and difficulty are feedback. Remind your child that when they fail at something or have difficulty doing it, they should learn from their mistakes and keep trying until they get it right. Over and over, use their failures and their difficulties to improve. My mother wasn't a doctor of psychology, but this was the lesson that she taught me very early on and throughout my life. A failure and difficulty are feedback. You can F say fat ass, <laughs> but you have to be really careful <laughs> how you say it. F-A-D-A-F, okay? That's a good, I'm gonna use that one. Yes. yes. Parents, and as you continue to instill a growth mindset in your children, discussing the mindset of book characters, remember that at 8.15 p.m., Monday through Fridays, AOS is on live with our Summer Sleepy Time Scholars Program. Because we know the benefits and value of reading aloud to children, selected AOS staff members read a story every night at 8.15 p.m. on AOS Facebook Live. All scholars and potential scholars ages three through eight are invited to join us as we read a bedtime story and pray before they go to bed. This is open to everyone and is the way for us to stay connected to our scholars over the summer while keeping them engaged in the love of reading. So please join us Monday through Fridays at 8.15 p.m. Well, what do you think? What can you say to your child that will instill a growth mindset in them? Comment and let us know your thoughts on today's topic.
Hey, looks like Miss Scott is here. Andre's mom, hello there. Tell Andre we said hello. We look forward to seeing him back in the fall. I see Miss Stephanie Moore here. This is Austin E's mom. Thank you for being with us, Miss Moore. We appreciate you. Uh, also, Imani Jackson is watching. Thank you. Uh, Miss Robinson is here. Thank you, everyone who is here. Uh, how about choosing a number one through five today? I'm going to go with one. With one. Miss Scott, Miss uh, Rolanda Brittingham Scott, you are the winner this week. Thank you for being on with us. And anyone can always win this opportunity with us. And anywhere, no matter where you are in the world, you can give your child access to this exceptional Christian affordable education with the Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning. Not only does the Academy of Scholars give your child the opportunity to engage in school at their own pace, but we also provide a comprehensive curriculum, one that will teach your child about the power of yet and encourage them to have a growth mindset. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning is the school you've been looking for. I hope you enjoyed today's live session. To learn more about our amazing school, the Academy of Scholars, please go to our website at academyofscholars.com. Join us next week as we continue our live discussions. Next week, we'll be talking about financial literacy and when should we begin teaching our children about it. Hmm. Until next time, I am Dr. Stacey Lambert Johnson. And I'm Benny Crane Jr. Saying goodbye, goodbye. and be blessed. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning Program is the online school that's the right fit for your child. Not only does the Academy of Scholars give your child the opportunity to engage in school at their own pace, but we also provide a comprehensive curriculum that includes classes like coding, giving your child the opportunity to take classes they love. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning is the online school you've been looking for.